Hello and welcome back to the In The Can podcast. As always, I'm Devin and I'm here with... Tom! And we are going to forego all the normal opening of the episode type stuff. We're not going to talk about what we've seen the past week. We're not going to do the, hey, how you been? Blah, blah, blah. Because we have a lot to get through today. Uh, we are going to go over all of the Oscar nominations that were just announced this morning. That's right. We're actually you know, recording on a Monday instead of a Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, James can't be here because he's busy on, on Mondays. So... Boo work. Yeah. I figured um, Tom and I would go over it, uh, go over all of the subjects, including the boring like short subjects and best song. Just kind of go over them, uh, say what <laughs> surprise, any snubs, any like, oh, awesome. Parasite got a whole bunch of nominations and it's going to win probably four of them. So without any further ado, let's just jump on into it. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. So first off, we're going to go over the short subjects. Uh, these are the ones that I don't think either of us have seen any of the actual nominees for sounds um, good i might have seen one but i forgot because <clears throat> documentary short subjects uh animated and live action short subjects are just kind of the ones that nobody ever watches so first off best documentary short subject uh the nominees are in the absence uh, life overtakes me st louis superman walk run cha-cha and the oddly titled learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl uh i've never heard of any of these nope so yeah uh if you know anything about these documentary short subjects awesome let us know because i'm genuinely curious and they'll probably be in my swing vote you know when i eventually do a ballot uh next up best animated short film okay well uh already can't pronounce that one so i'm gonna jump to hair love kit bull memorable Sister, and the one that I skipped, Decura? Decera? Oh, Decera. You say that like you know what that is. I've heard of it. Oh. Well, what is it? I don't know what it's about, but I've heard of it. Somebody was mentioning it and talking about it while I was at work. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, oh, it's an animated short. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, again, I I might have seen one of these. It's one of those that I probably at some point, but... No idea. Um, I'll try to catch them before the actual show, but we'll get there. Uh, And moving on to the last of the short films, the best live action short film, Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. Uh, Again, haven't heard of any of them. Haven't seen any of them. No idea. So, So yeah, if you're into any of the short films, awesome. Let us know what is good, what's bad. And so on. Probably all of these are good. I would imagine they've got nominations. True. <laughs> I mean, there's some movies in here that are not great, but have nominations. So we'll get. I mean, that's that's fair. Sometimes you just need filler. Yeah. Uh, also, because I know that neither of us have seen any of these, <laughs> I believe. Uh, best documentary feature film, American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, Honeyland, and the one that I actually have recognized, For Sama which will win the Oscar because I recognize it and it's a damn good documentary from everything I've heard. So let's go with score. Best score. All right. Uh, achievement in music written for motion picture score. First up is Hildur Gudna Dottir for Joker. Alexandre Desplat for Little Women. Randy Newman for Marriage Story. Thomas Newman for 1917 and John Williams for Star Wars. Honestly, not a whole lot of surprises here. Right. I agree. 
everything that I've heard from those movies, I have enjoyed thoroughly. I'm a little surprised about Marriage Story. Um, to me, I didn't even notice the score until like the ending. Um, and I haven't seen the only movie kind of of the big movies that I haven't seen is Little Women. So we'll get there'll be times when I just haven't heard Little Women. I liked this what I could pick out from Marriage Story, but there wasn't a ton of like it, it was almost too subtle. Yeah, this one to me is very much between John Williams doing his final Star Wars or Thomas Newman for 1917. I am 100% behind both of those choices. 1917 was unbelievable. And of course, John Williams knocks it out of the park. Yeah, he there's a reason why he has been the composer for so many iconic pieces coming from cinema. I'm a little surprised that Alan Silvestri didn't get a nomination for Endgame. Uh, that is a little bit surprising, yes. Kind of conglomerating all the different uh, Avengers movies into one movie. But he's gotten nominated for Infinity War and a few others, so it's not super surprising. Which is why I don't think John Williams will win, because he's already been nominated and won for the same category for the same scores. That would make sense. So, so I think Thomas Newman wins this. Uh, we'll get more particularly as we get closer to the actual award ceremony in a month. But... I honestly, I think 1917 wins this. Yeah. So I would agree. Yeah. Uh, moving on from achievement in score, let's go to the other music one, which they announced at a weird time in the actual. Uh, our, my list that I have here is like in the order that they announced them. <laughs> so it's all messed around with. Um. Anyway, next up, achievement in music written for motion picture, original song. Hey, Randy Newman for. I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. Elton John and Bernie Taupin, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman. Diane Warren, I'm Standing With You from that great movie Breakthrough. Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Joshua Brian Campbell and Cynthia Revo Stand Up from Harriet. I'm going to say Breakthrough does not win this. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a movie named Breakthrough, so... It's a religious picture. Oh, boy. About a kid who goes into the ice. Oh, boy. Oh, that movie. And then is saved by the god. Right. Yep. So, I uh, now remember that movie. No, that's not going to win. Um, I haven't seen Harriet. I haven't heard stand-up, so I don't know. I've heard the song. It is a good song. I've not seen Harriet, but it is a good song. I've listened to it. I can tell you that I like the other three nominees. Those songs are awesome. However, not going to lie, Into the Unknown, really overplayed for me just because of where I work. It's on the radio Yeah, it's on 90 the, times in a shift. Uh, the other thing is I think Into the Unknown is kind of just uh, Let It Go 2. So with Let It Go 1 a few years ago. I don't particularly see it winning again. So I mean, it's probably... Idina Menzel belting it out as usual. Yeah, again. And in the actual overall course of the movie, it the scene felt like it wasn't fully part of the movie. Yeah. It was like just another musical interlude. But yeah. some of them all, they, they all kind of had that feeling to an extent. Yeah, it didn't feel connected in this one. Uh, so I think, honestly, I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. Or I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Are yeah. Probably gonna be the. Those are probably gonna be the two front the runners. Two front runners. 
then Into the Unknown could, just for name alone, yeah, be the winner. We'll see. Um, not particularly a category that I think is remotely supposed to be in the Oscars anymore. Yeah, I think um, it's outstayed its welcome. Yeah, just a little bit. I think most of these are like written to get Oscars instead of actually naturally being in the movie. So. Yeah. Uh, from there, let's jump into Best Animated Feature Film, which does have a huge snub. Um, but How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, which is what How to Train Your Dragon 3, I think. Yes. I Lost My Body. Klaus from Netflix, which surprised the hell out of me. Hmm. Missing Link and Toy Story 4. No Frozen 2. Wow. I'm not all that sad. I'll be honest. It's not that I'm sad. I'm surprised. No Toy Story 2 or no... Yes, there is a Toy Story. No Frozen 2 and no Lion King. Yeah, that's a little bit surprising. Yeah, I was a little surprised to see there's no Lion King. But to have a category with three Disney properties in it would be a little... Would be the visual effects category. We'll get to that. Right, but Um, I mean... (laughs) This only has one Disney property in Toy Story 4. We have a Leica... With Missing Link, we have a French fantasy. I lost my body. We have, I think it's a Spanish or something, whatever, wherever Klaus comes from. I think Germany. Uh, there, It's Swedish or something. It's, something like that. It's yeah, a it's weird. weird. And then you have but uh, then it's Dreamworks. All English, so. Then, yeah, we have Dreamworks for How to Train Your Dragon. So, honestly, Toy Story 4 is going to walk away with this. Uh, Missing I, Link might steal it, but. So, I haven't seen Missing Link. I have seen Toy Story 4, and I have seen How to Train Your Dragon Hidden World. I've seen How to Train Your Dragon, Hidden World, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. I've not gotten around to I Lost My Body. Okay. But Klaus is a damn good movie, and I actually have the art book sitting behind you. Um, So I would love Klaus to win, but I don't. It's over there. I don't believe it will. So I think it's between Missing Link and Toy Story 4. Missing Link won the Golden Globe. Gotcha. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be upset if missing link lost even though i haven't seen it i from what i have seen of it it looks good yeah it's it comes down to pixar versus Leica, which are two of the best animation houses yeah so without a doubt yeah so that's best animated feature film and i think we're kind of done with the well, other than score i think we're done with like the throwaway categories yeah if, if you're like listening to this and you're like hey i'm up for one of those i'm sorry it's just how it is right exactly so Jump to the bottom of the list and then go up from there. Okay. Uh, first off, achievement in costume design. Uh, Sandy Powell and Christopher Peterson for The Irishman. Maya's C. Rubio for Jojo Rabbit. Mark Bridges for Joker. Jacqueline Duran for Little Women. And Arianne Phillips, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If I get any of these names wrong, sorry, I'm reading from a thing, not listening to them. So Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oof. Irishman to me, suits and that kind of thing. Very period, but it's mostly just suits. Right. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, everything felt very period and very, very much what would actually be in there. So yeah, compliments to it. A lot of just suits and shirts and so on. So Absolutely. Nothing all that special. Uh Joker, you did get his costume, and you got the the various clown costumes, but it's also, it's just kind of another 1970s. Yeah. 
1970s, 1980s. Yeah, kind of like grimy. Yeah. It, like Chinatown type, taxi it, it, type. It was, I mean, it's Gotham. What do you expect? I mean, you're not... We, we don't think Metropolis shiny and brilliant and beautiful. We yeah. think gritty and grimy and why are you even existing gross things? Yeah, and that's, that's what it did. The it, underbelly of the city. It very much captured that. I don't know if it's enough to get them a win. Right. Little Women, from what I've seen, looks great. Great costumes. Period piece. I don't know if it can be JoJo. JoJo had such a unique look at the Nazi uniforms and all it that. It did. Um, even the idea of, is that paper? No, no, it's paper-like. Yeah. For his friend. Uh, and the fact that they had the little robot uniforms going around collecting scraps of metal. Yeah. And, and then, just- of course, Sam Rockwell's brilliantly out there flair for attack yeah that he was that i i loved the costuming in that i really did yeah i think i think this one will end up going jojo rabbit if if little women doesn't have a like unbelievable a little surprise something like downton abbey didn't get a nomination yeah. uh, not all that sad that it didn't no. but although still. being a fan of downton abbey i mean still i can kind of see why it didn't but yeah. at the same time like Considering it's a, an adaptation of a TV show and like the exact same costumes as a TV show, right. I, I'm not all that surprised it didn't get a nomination. Exactly. So, but yeah, uh, I would have loved something like Ad Astra to get it over, say, Irishman, but yeah, or something like that. like the conglomeration of Marvel to get it. But I can understand why they didn't. So, yep. Yeah. Uh, going from there, best achievements in, I'll say, sound editing slash sound mixing. For sound editing, we have Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Star Wars. Sound mixing, we have Ad Astra, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, so it's a bunch of movies and Star Wars or Ad Astra. Yeah, uh, Ford v. Ferrari deserves a nomination in both categories. Uh, nineteen seventeen deserves a nomination. Will most likely win in both categories. Uh, Star Wars and Ad Astra deserve the nominations. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's a little surprising. A little bit. I mean, there's there, a lot going on in that movie. There is, but at the same time, I don't know if it would be enough to really warrant getting the nomination for this. It is and it isn't to me. Um, I do see why they got the nomination. Same with Joker. I understand why, but. To me, they are both battling 1917, hands down, and Ford v. Ferrari, which I think is a vastly underrated film going into the Oscars. Uh, okay, I haven't seen the movie. I really wanted to. Such a good movie. Uh, 1917, I think, is the best of these movies, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll also, go into greater detail when we go into our what we've seen this week. Yeah, all three of us have seen 1917. I got around to seeing Jojo Rabbit. I got around to seeing... Hustlers. Oh, boy. I thought maybe J-Lo might get a nomination. She didn't, but I can see where she was. It's actually a hell of a lot better than it should have been. Okay. But we'll get into that next week when we do a a proper um, breakdown. So uh, as far as sound, um, I would not be surprised if 1917 walks away with it. Yeah, for Um, sure. I think 1917 is going to clean up a lot of these tech awards. Agreed. Um, And yeah, moving on. Uh, passing all those, passing supporting actor, documentary, documentary, 
Best International Feature Film. One's a runaway, but we have from Poland, Corpus Christi. From North Macedonia, Honeyland. From France, Les Miserables, or The Miserables. Um, Not to be confused with the Victor Hugo. Yeah, different movie. Uh, From Spain, Pain and Glory. And from South Korea, The Winner, Parasite. Parasite's going into this as a frontrunner for Best Picture. So, Best Foreign Language Film? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, it's going to win. If it doesn't win, it better be Pain and Glory. But uh, this one particularly is a very one-sided battle. It's between Pain and Glory and Parasite, and I think Parasite's going to take it. It wouldn't surprise me. Everything I've heard about Parasite, having not seen it, but hopefully going to be seeing it tomorrow. Um, yeah, it comes out on it. digital tomorrow for anyone that's looking forward to seeing Parasite. So. Yep. Either that or tonight after we're done recording, skipping over to the theater. That works too. <laughs> Uh, okay, moving on to Achievement in Production Design. This is actually the one that at one point I could have voted on, but can't anymore because I'm no longer in the guild. Uh, Achievement in Production Design. Bob Shaw and Regina Gra- Graves for The Irishman. Ra Vincent and Nora Sapkova for Jojo Rabbit. Dennis Gassner and Lee Sandales for 1917. Barbara Ling and Nancy, I'm going to guess that's Haig, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Lee Hajun and Cho Wanwu for Parasite. Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, and The Irishman. I'm just going to throw this out there, 1917. Yeah, maybe. To me, I think Jojo Rabbit had great production design. Oh, so do I, but yeah, 1917, wow. The production design in 1917 was fantastic. Also, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yes. the production design was perfect. Irishman, while I'm not a huge fan of the movie, I never once thought, hey, that's out of place. The production design was always on point. But the one that I personally want to win, I think, has the most understated but perfect production design is Parasite. I, It's one of those that the house, the, the poor family's home, the kind of the all the different locations and everything they show everything in that movie is just so well designed and i think that's where parasite will get a lot of credit for from other people in the production design field whereas most people would immediately go to something like 1917 which yes is obviously a beautifully designed movie i just think parasite is subtly a better movie okay so we'll see what professional production designers say and people in the art department say but i would love parasite to win i'm okay with anything except irishman winning because i don't think irishman is on the same level as the other four having seen jojo 1917 and once upon a time in hollywood i agree they're all on point and they did amazing jobs with everything they did the irishman I haven't seen it. I kind of have an interest in it, but at the same time, I really don't want to sit through that long of a film. Yeah. When the subject matter isn't all that interesting to me to begin with. It's kind of my same problem I had with it. And Parasite, I really, really want to see. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. And if it's as subtle as you're saying, I'm hoping that it isn't going to be the detractor from it really running away with the category. Just because if it's too subtle, obviously, 
it's not going to get something. Yeah, I think it's ultimately it's going to be too subtle. I think it's going to go to 1917 or Once Upon a Time. Uh, I think the Hollywood is going to vote for Hollywood because that's they get that perfect. They got it yeah. unbelievably well in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And speaking to people who have lived through that time period, again, 100 percent. It was correct. Yeah. So they did it perfectly. Um, I think production design is one of its glowing examples of what was so great about it. Absolutely. Uh, there's a couple of more that we'll talk when we get to the actors because yeah, front runner coming out of one of the actor categories, but um, I think once upon a time, 1917 or parasite are going to win this and I wouldn't be, wouldn't be sad with any of them. Right. So, and then Jojo rabbit was brilliantly designed, but I, I just feel is kind of that second place to the other three. So, uh, anyway, moving on to achievement in film editing. A little bit of snub here, but we'll get into that. Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, okay, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. No 1917. But, logically, 1917 is going to take the cinematography. 1917, I mean, for, you don't, for those listening that don't know what the big thing about 1917, it is all edited to look like one or two shots. The editing is great, but at the same time, it might be plug and play. It might not be cutting back and forth to cause create tension. The editing doesn't do a whole lot to increase the movie because it is lined up already as they get it. That's fair. So while the sound and the cinematography are on point, the editing almost does more pre-production work than actual post-production. And I could be wrong. I could be wildly off base with that but the editing is not as edited as most people are assuming it is okay it was all designed to seamlessly transition and the transitions are perfect but that's more the director and the pre-production than actually the editor himself so uh no negative towards the editor. I think the editing's perfect in the movie. It's just, it is not the editing prowess of some of these others. So let's go through. Ford v. Ferrari, yes, deserves a nomination for sure. Jojo Rabbit, 100%. Yes, very much touches on like an Edgar Wrightian feel for some of Yes. Joker, well edited. Yeah. A little bit more of like, we'll not, it's not a movie that I think of. Yeah, editing deserves a nomination. Parasite, definitely well edited. Okay. Um, pitch perfect editing in that movie. The pacing is perfect and everything. Irishman's the one that surprised the hell out of me. Okay. Sure, there's a lot in the movie that needs to be edited. So that, just like Lord of the Rings winning editing, there's a lot in this movie that needed to be edited together. I never once thought, hey, this could be cut. Like, I say, yeah, they could have cut an hour, but I have no idea what they would cut. Okay. It's just a long movie and the pacing is slow. So Oof. much like something like Ad Astra, which is very long and slow. Irishman is long and slow, but I never once felt this can be cut and serve the movie. So, okay. So it is well edited. It's just not. It's one that draws itself, draws attention to the fact that it's long. Okay. So that's unfortunate. See, I almost wish that something like Ad Astra had been put in here because yeah. as long as the movie is, it doesn't feel 
like it is. Yeah. And the beautiful thing of it being edited so that way when you're traveling with the main character and actually there's there's time going through and it's not just instantaneously there and jumping from point to point to point. It's you're dealing with the same kind of stresses that this person is even on a very minute level. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm surprised that 1917 doesn't have a kind of um, nomination, but I don't know. Uh, ultimately, I would love to see Parasite win this. I, I'm i not really sure what's going to end up winning this. This is kind of up in the air to me. Yeah, I would, for me, of the two movies in this list that I've seen, I would love to see JoJo walk away with this one. I I wouldn't be surprised to see Ford v. Ferrari potentially taking this one. Uh, I don't think Ford v. Ferrari has much of an, a real chance at winning any of these. I think it's up against really stiff competition. But since it's not up against 1917 for a change, I think Ford v. Ferrari has a chance. If not that, Parasite, I think, slips in. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So moving on to one of the other easiest topics in this entire thing. Achievement in cinematography. Yep. Don't really need to say anything other than, hey, Roger Deakins is up for 1917. But uh, Robert Richardson for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Jaren Glashki for The Lighthouse. Yeah, the Lighthouse got some love. Cool. Nice. Lawrence Schur for Joker and Rodrigo Prieto for The Irishman. This is going to 1917. Yeah. This entire 1917 could win no other Oscars except this one. And yeah. I, as much as I would hate to see that, I could live with that. Yeah. Uh, Roger Deakins, the perfect cinematography. Absolutely. Um, one of the most ballsy decisions to make it basically all one moving camera shot. Uh, that is one of the most difficult things to pull off in Hollywood, and it does it perfectly. Uh, and the fact that you feel like you're actually a member of the main party going through. Yeah, it feels everything. like the camera's a third character that they never address. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yep. Um, as far as the other nominations, uh, Irishman, I didn't particularly notice the cinematography. It was good. It never detracted from the movie. It just it was never the focus. Um, Joker, same thing. Well shot. Never really noticed it. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I did notice it. Mm-hmm. I noticed the cinematography quite a bit, actually, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, but it has no chance in hell against 1917. Right. And the weird one is Lighthouse, which is shot in 4x3, black and white, and all very, very, very flat depth of field. So it feels like the lighthouse in the background is on the same plane as the guy walking up the sand dunes in the foreground. And then he walks from all the way up to the lighthouse in the same shot. And it's very, very well shot. Very, very weird. Again, doesn't stand a chance against 1917. Huh. Complete opposite of 1917. Yeah. I static mean, images. Lighthouse very... just sounds odd. Oh, the whole movie is just um mess of a movie okay it's a brilliant movie but it is just crazy okay fair enough i liked the witch that came out a few years ago same director and this is like the male version of the witch (laughs) it's weird i have my own thoughts about that but that's for another time yeah well we'll probably in the breakdown because i've seen that since last time we did a breakdown so we'll get into that uh Achievement in Cinematography, Roger Deakins, 1917. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. 
Now the next one that's a little bit more popcorn um, achievement in visual effects, which is up from three nominations to five this year. Uh, first off, Avengers Endgame. No surprise. The Irishman. The de-aging effect. Again, yep. no surprise. Lion King, which... Makes sense. Yeah, no surprise. 1917. Little bit of a surprise, considering yeah. how little digital effects are in that movie. Right. And then Star Wars. Again, no surprise. Right, exactly. Now... For this one, I honestly think that Endgame might very well take this one. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Lion King does either. Just because as much as I disliked certain aspects of the film, they did a phenomenal job with their blending of everything for their visual effects yeah. and making it look real as realistic as possible. And... It was it was amazing at times. At times, I literally thought that I was watching a nature documentary, and I'm like, "Wow, those look real!" And then all of a sudden, something happened. I'm like, "Kind yeah. of fell short there," but that's okay. Like the opening sequence with the field mouse running through, brilliantly done, absolutely gorgeous. They did a phenomenal job. I mean, Endgame is Endgame. And they did a great job with everything with that. The only problem I have with Endgame is that I feel like they would go, okay, they've been doing this for the past 10 years. Do we want to give like a legacy one, kind of like Lord of the Rings winning everything, Lord of the Rings 3? Do they do that for Avengers and like say all of Marvel, here's your award? I feel like that's probably... It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't be bad. I wouldn't disagree with it. Of the five, um, 1917, I, I wouldn't really... I wouldn't say 1917 right. just because of the lack of um, visual effects. Star Wars, they've done all of that has been done before. Yeah. Um, the Irishman, while the de-aging is good, it doesn't work for the first half hour. Okay. Um, when they de-age him too much, it's obviously de-age. At a certain point, it works perfect. It looks great, but the first half hour or so, it's gotcha. a little touchy. So it's between Lion King and Endgame. Are they going to give it to an animated movie? It's kind of the biggest question. Right. And that, I mean, that's the other thing that I feel is the big detractor for Lion King in this one is the fact that it is animated, even though it's the live action version of Lion King. Yeah. So ultimately, I think that Endgame is going to take it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be sad about it. I also wouldn't really be sad about Lion King. I think the animation is the only the only reason I even want to remotely watch the movie. I haven't got around yeah. to it yet. No, eventually. But you're not missing a ton. Yeah, I'm missing good animation and awkward uh, voice acting. Awkward voice acting, so. awkward re-edits of songs. Yeah. So I'll I'll eventually get around to it. I might I might catch it, I might not. Not it's not high on my list. But Endgame, probably a pretty decent lock for this one. Yeah. I agree. Right. Well, let's move on. Achievement and makeup and hairstyling. Uh, first off, bombshell. A lot okay. of prosthetics, uh, turning John Lithgow into Roger Ailes. Yeah. And, of course, all the hair and makeup for the main three women. Absolutely. Joker. Obvious hair and makeup there. Yep. Uh, on one character. Yep. <laughs> Judy. A lot of hair and makeup going on for, uh, I believe it, Judy Garland. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Maleficent, I can see that. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, which the first one got a nomination. I'm not sure if it won. So that might hurt it. Right. And then 1917, which surprised me. But 
not all that surprising. No, it's a little surprising, but not that great of a surprise. The, I, I don't the know. various le- the seamless transitions of nineteen seventeen might be a huge buff to it. For example, True. there's a bomb that goes off early on, and someone gets covered in white powder. And for the next twenty minutes of the movie, the white powder gets slowly wiped off, and it stays congruent all the way through the movie. Yep. So I think that might be one of its biggest things. And if someone gets injured or something like that, you have blood, you have that kind of makeup effects. Yep. And that throughout the entire movie. Um, there's some spoiler type things that have a really, really subtle makeup effect that happens. Um, also, but- whoever does did the um, was in charge of making sure that things were where they're supposed to be in each shot and that things were consistent. I can't remember the title of that. That is called a script supervisor. Thank you. The script supervisor did an amazing job. Yeah. the That's one of those categories that have always been like, why don't you have this in the Oscars is script supervision. Uh, it's a very difficult one to like, this is what a script supervisor does is to make sure the stuff stays, you know, congruent to throughout shots. 1917. This is the best example of a movie that does that extremely well. Absolutely. So, uh, with Bombshell having not seen that yet and wanting to, um, I can definitely see, especially with John Lithgow. Yeah, from everything I've heard, Bombshell probably walking away with this one. For Joker sure. has a chance. Uh, the degradation of his makeup. Yeah. Maybe. Um, kind especially of like, going yeah. from the transition to the final crazy crazy makeup makeup and everything that he he goes through in the final act of the film i think Um, strictly for his character and for judy and uh judy i think they have a a shot there but i think bombshell yeah and again i haven't seen judy and i regret not having seen maleficent because i really enjoyed the first one yeah i i haven't got around to maleficent uh two I'm guessing a lot of it's digital, not live act or not practical. So, well, I think in certain aspects, obviously, a lot of the stuff going on with her, uh, with um, Angelina Jolie's costuming, that's practical. And then there's a lot of digital and dealing with, uh, is it Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't remember. Uh, it's one of those movies that came and went so fast. I didn't yeah, I, I don't remember who plays. Uh, I the believe it mo- is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, who plays the mother of uh, um, Sleeping Beauty. Uh, she, yeah. I know her costume goes through a few things that look like they might be partially digital, but might be mostly practical. So I'm not entirely sure, but Judy is entirely practical. Yeah. And I can definitely, again, not having seen the movie, but knowing the subject matter. Yeah. I can definitely see there being something there, especially considering that they made Renee Zellweger look like Judy in her older years. Yeah. Personally, I think that will be going up against everything they did in Bombshell. Right. So I think it's going to come down to Judy... Bombshell in 1917 is the front runners for this category. Yeah. Ultimately. I think Joker has a shot. I think uh, it does, but I think it's going to be that like 
silent horse that comes up from the from the backfield out yeah. of nowhere. I think it'll be like, well, we didn't see any of the others, so we'll vote for Joker. Right. Uh, we'll see. So moving on, uh, let's do the screenplays. Uh, first up, adapted screenplay. Uh, Steve Zion wrote The Irishman based on a book. Uh, Taika Waititi wrote Jojo Rabbit based on a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, Todd Phillips and Scott Silver wrote Joker based on the comic series Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greta Gerwig wrote Little Women based on Little Women. And Anthony McCartan wrote The Two Popes based on interviews between the two popes. So I'm excited for this just to see that The Two Popes is nominated. I, after your oh, recommendation, loved just, the film. Just you wait. I legitimately, this is the first time for those of you listening, the first time that I'm actually seeing the list of who is nominated for what. So seeing that the two popes is nominated and having seen it based entirely off of Devin's recommendation, I loved this film. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, And you almost wonder how basically an entire movie based off the conversation between two people and not all of it being in English can be so (laughs) incredible. Yeah. Yeah, So incredibly well done. And I don't know if, uh, is it, Price or Pierce? Price, right? Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price. I don't know if he actually knows Spanish, Italian, or Latin, but... Or German. Or German. (laughs) But the amount that he speaks of those languages in this film, especially Spanish, and sounds like a native Spanish speaker... Is we'll get into outstanding. Uh, we'll but get into this movie is fantastic, fantastic, and again, Jojo Rabbit is my second favorite film of the entire year after yeah. 1917. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as adapted screenplay, so Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Two Popes. Um, first off, I was amazed to see Two Popes in here. Right. I was just like you. I absolutely love Two Popes. Uh, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did being an apathetic agnostic myself. <laughs> um, but I absolutely love Two Popes. Uh, we will be mentioning that again soon. Oh, yay. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about yeah. that now. Uh, I have, I looked through all these. I've actually went through when they came out and I went went through with my dad and all this. So I've read all these. Uh, Tom hasn't. Um, so I love the fact that Two Popes is nominated. I don't think it's going to win. I think ultimately the screenplay for Irishman is going to win. And that'll be one of the few things that it wins. Cause I thought the screenplay was pretty good. Okay. Jojo rabbit was pretty good. I don't think the screenplay itself was anything big. I think the, the production design, the acting and all that was what's special about it, but the that's, screenplay that's fair. But yeah. the dialogue that goes back and forth between Jojo, Jojo and uh, imaginary friend Adolf to me that is Taika Waititi as Adolf just stole every scene right and the thing the transition that goes through without giving too much away from beginning to end and their how their relationship evolves yeah I think that was really good that was fantastic and then also seeing the subtle things that are going on with Sam Rockwell's character throughout the entire thing yeah and then the relationship between Jojo and the girl, the Jewish that I girl, can't played by Thomas her. and Mackenzie. Yeah, who um, she's uh, the child actors, the two child actors, the yeah. three child actors in this film. Yeah, uh, young Nick Frost, uh, yeah. Jojo, and Thomas and Mackenzie. Right, all did an amazing yeah. job, and it, they and we haven't even mentioned Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and I, uh, 
which we'll be mentioning later. But uh, Scarlett Johansson was great in this movie as well. Yeah, I mean, even the subtlety of having, I forget the name of the actor, the one who played uh, Reek. Alfie something. Yeah. Alfie Allen. Alfie Allen. Even his subtle character in this film was fantastic. Yeah, the to me, the script for this film was really good. Um, I don't know if it's the standout. I think the acting and the the style. Which would be standout. fair. Uh, Joker. Joker, the script is really, really good. Yes. The acting supersedes the script. Again, yeah. The script is great. I haven't seen Little Women. I haven't seen Little Women, but it's Little Women. So, I mean, like, yeah. as great as some of the actors and actresses are in that particular film, or uh, rather, who have been cast for that film, yeah, are we'll be getting into doing their jobs yeah. is unbelievable. So I can imagine it being a very well done adaptation. But it's Little Women. If you haven't seen Little Women, go to a go out to a store and find like ninety versions of the film. Yeah, um, that's the only thing that I think is really detracting it. Yeah, in I this category, I can't see how Little Women doesn't kind of get compared to other versions of itself. Right. Uh, to me, the one that I think has the best script is actually Two Popes. Yeah. Two Popes compared to Irishman. I think Two Popes has the better pure dialogue. Oh, absolutely. So Absolutely. So I, I, I would love to see Two Popes win. If it doesn't, the fact that it got nomination is yeah. great to me and it fills me with such joy. Yeah. Uh, especially considering the fact that I haven't seen... Uh, for several years, too many films in this particular category that I can say that I've been this happy to see. Yeah. So that's adapted screenplay. Let's go. Don't look at the original screenplays yet. Okay. There's a few in there that surprised the hell out of me. Okay. First off, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not all that surprising. Tarantino. Uh, 1917, Sam Mendes and Kirstie Wilson Cairns. Again, not super surprising. No. Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story. Shuin. Right. Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. That surprised the hell out of me because it's all in um, Korean and you have to read the script. Also, Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. Really? Yeah. That was the one that surprised me and I immediately went, I agree. Yeah. I think that one's great. I don't think it's going to win. No. I think this one is... Marriage Story, 100%. To me, Marriage Story, just like Two Popes, I think the... This is a dialogue between two people, and I think that Marriage Story will take this. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has a damn good script. It does. It really does. It's not Quentin Tarantino's best, which will be a detractor. Right. But it is a really good script. Really good script. But we have to admit that when it comes to Tarantino, he does have a way with scripts mm-hmm. that make them incredibly intriguing and worthwhile to, even if you don't sit there and read the script yourself, to hear it presented yeah. is a, just incredible. He is a very, very good dialogue writer. Absolutely. Um, and I think the characters in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are great. Absolutely. Uh, the dialogue between Blake and Schofield in 1917 is, Absolutely phenomenal. It's phenomenal. The The dialogue in that movie is great. It is not a script movie. It is a visual movie. So I don't think it's going to win. No. Um, but even just going beyond Blake and Schofield's dialogue, yeah, even Schofield's dialogue with everybody. 
the York, uh, Adam Scott's character was great. Ab- uh, absolutely. Every character in this movie, Benedict Cumberbatch who pops in for a cameo. Yep. Um, uh, Mark Strong. Mark Strong and Colin Firth. Everyone else in this yeah. movie is great. Even the gentleman who played Moriarty. Adam Scott. Adam, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Adam Scott. York. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone in this movie is great. I, I And I think the dialogue is, is perfect, but I don't think it has the weight... I think it has the visual weight over everything else, but yeah. I don't think it has the writing chops compared to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Marriage Story or even Knives Out. I think Knives Out had a great script. Yeah. I would love to own the script for any of these. Knives Out would be my pick. Yeah. Second, behind Parasite. I think Parasite has a brilliant script. If you could find the English version of Parasite, so the thing 100% is, be behind it because I don't read Korean. The Parasite to me is just one of these movies that... The way the characters back, not backstab, they like lead, they, the the poor family is the parasite right. to the rich family who's the host. Right. Not the host. I love that movie. Same director, but they're the host and they're being, they have a parasitic relationship with the poor family. And I think that is just brilliant. I think this entire movie is brilliant. I'm afraid it won't get the love for this but i think the script is amazing so right and again i haven't seen that but marriage story oh my gosh yeah to me if two popes and marriage story win script i'm happy 100 percent. um i don't expect two popes to win but i expect marriage story to win. and again marriage story is a movie that i personally saw based off the recommendation of Devin. at there was the one podcast we spoke about it uh, that and two popes, and I mentioned that I wanted to see them. Mm-hmm. And then that night, I actually went home and watched both of them instead of going to sleep before I went to work the next day and was exhausted at work, but it was well worth it. Oh, yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I watched Hustlers last night just because I wanted to watch a movie that I thought was going to get an Oscar nomination, but it didn't. <laughs> right. The only the only bad part about that for me is the long drive to work in the yeah. morning, so... Yeah, so that that's original screenplay. Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Marriage Story will probably win. I would love to see Parasite win. I would love to see Knives Out win. So, so that's it. The only things left are Best Actor, Actress, Supporting Actor, Actress, Director, and Best Picture. Let's go all the way down to the bottom here, because they announced it first, and go Actress in a Supporting Role. So All first right. up, we have the front runner and probably going to win Laura Dern for Marriage Story, played the uh, mm-hmm. the lawyer. Yep, Scott Johansson for Judge Rabbit. <laughs> Little surprised, but nah, not, not entirely. Surprised. Florence Pugh for Little Women. Cool. Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Hey, Margot Robbie, always up for something. And Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell. That's a little surprising to me. Uh, then again, I also haven't seen Richard Jewell. I haven't really heard a whole lot about Richard Jewell from anybody who has seen it. I haven't talked to a single person that actually has gotten around to watching Richard Jewell. Again, being that I work in a movie theater, I've heard a little bit of talk, but I really haven't. It, most of it was, oh, the movie was good. Or I hear a lot of the guy that played Richard Jewell does a great job. Yeah. And Kathy Bates does a great job. I've heard nothing else about the movie except for the yeah. There's a little bit of controversy about the portrayal of um, uh, interviewers and all that. But right. for the most part, yeah, I haven't heard a whole lot about Richard Jewell. So no. seeing Kathy Bates nominated. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, right, Kathy Bates. Uh, 
Laura Dern's going to win this. Absolutely. Sorry, everybody else. Laura Dern was phenomenal. She did a ma- an amazing job. Yeah. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, I love her as an actress. She always yeah, she does always a great does job. A great job. This is not... Not where she needs to be winning yeah, the, she, the award. This is not her award to win. No. She will get there, but she does a fantastic job in JoJo. But yeah. again, I agree, Laura Dern. Not having seen Little Women, I'm... Yeah, sure. Um, Florence Pugh does an amazing job. And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Maybe, I'm but. always happy to see Margot Robbie act. She does an amazing job every time I've oh, seen yeah. her on Since, the screen. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I've been like, this woman's going to go places. Absolutely. And again, she's younger than me, which makes me feel old. <laughs> when I go, this woman is a great actress. And I'm like, oh, she's two years younger than me. It makes me feel even older because you are younger than me as well. But she does an amazing job. And everything she does. So with this and, and Kathy Bates, I mean, yeah. it's Kathy Bates. She's she's been an amazing actress for in everything I've seen her in. I can't say that I've ever been disappointed with a role she's played. Yeah, I think Kathy Bates is great. Scarlett Johansson's great. But, I haven't seen Florence Pugh in much. No, so I do want to see Little Women. I'm probably going to see it tomorrow. But yeah, I'll probably won't make that. it to it tomorrow, but I will see it definitely before the Academy Awards. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and I want to see Bombshell. Absolutely. And it's again, I I want to see all of them. The only one of these movies that I haven't see, had like a great desire to go see has been Richard Jewell. To me, Irishman was the one that I, I wasn't. Well, I mean, in this particular category, yeah, that's been one, having a nomination. Richard Jewell, I'm not super excited to go no. see, but Little Women and Bombshell. Yeah. And even Little Women, just it's a story I feel like I've seen before. So. Well, I, I mean, I have seen I'm Little gonna, Women. I want to see it for a different reason. You have your... Uh, I know Keep why you want to see it. Yep. <laughs> but that's because I fully agree yeah. that particular actress does an amazing job in everything I've seen her in. So don't worry. We'll be talking about her pretty damn soon. Awesome. And but yeah, Laura, so proud. Laura Dern's going to be taking that one. I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, Laura Dern's going to win that. So right, let's so. move on to actor in a supporting <laughs> role or supporting actor. Uh, Tom Hanks for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yep. Anthony Hopkins for the two popes. Yay. As uh, Pope Benedict. Yep. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not surprising. Most likely a front runner there. And Al Pacino and Joe Pesci for The Irishman. Oh, boy. So, uh, first off, I'm going to say Al Pacino and Joe Pesci knocked themselves out of contention. They're going to be split for people wanting to vote for Irishman. Yep. Two Popes. I was happy as hell to see Anthony Hopkins. Yes. Because I thought he was great. Don't know if it's widely known enough. And Tom Hanks for Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I want to see it. Haven't seen it yet. I I cried for over half the film, and he I, did an amazing job playing Fred Rogers. I do want to see it. I've seen Won't You Be My Neighbor. I thought that was really good. That was fantastic. I, I love that, that documentary. Yeah, I cried during that one, too. Not going to lie. I didn't cry, but I'm like, this is a damn good movie. It so. uh, Again, having grown up watching... I kind of miss the... I missed the um, right. You, you missed the boat on that one, but yeah. I I grew up watching it, and that was all it did was just bring back memories from my childhood, and I loved that show growing up. Yeah. So if I missed a day, like I was the saddest, poutiest little kid on the planet because I home. missed, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think Brad Pitt for oh Once he Upon did a time in Hollywood. He did an amazing job. With I think this. he he was the. Ultimately ended up as the standout of the movie. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd love to see Anthony Hopkins, but I agree, I, I agree with you. Yeah. It's probably not well known enough. I think Pesci and Pacino. Or they're going to knock kill, themselves kill out. Each yeah. other. They cancel each other. Uh, 
I mean, Tom Hanks, though, like I said, did an amazing job. I just don't think he's going to take it this time. Yeah, I think it's a it's an all star cast. I mean, geez, the or the all star list here. Geez, Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, and Brad Pitt. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) nobody's every one of them has won something, right? I believe, I except probably, for yeah. maybe maybe Joe Pesci hasn't been hasn't won one, but See, I don't even know if Brad Pitt's won one. But he, if he, ha- I, I think he didn't he win it for uh, he's he's twelve won, years a slave. He won as a producer. He has not won as an actor. Okay, so I think Brad Pitt deservedly wins this one. Yeah, I so would I not be surprised. I love no. his uh, Cliff Booth. The <laughs> it's like he's such a great character. Yeah. So yeah, let's move on from supporting to. Lead roles, where are they? Actress in a leading role. Yeah, let's go up to actress in a leading role. There it is. Cynthia Revo for Harriet, which I haven't seen yet. Neither have I. I want to, though. I'll, event- I'll get around to it. Uh, I think it's coming on to digital pretty soon. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. No surprise. 100% down for that. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. Mm-hmm. Renee Zellweger for Judy. No surprise. And Saoirse Ronan, again, for Little Women. Yes. Jeez, Saoirse Ronan. Uh Man, <laughs> yeah, it's like her six nominations, she's like 27, right? Which, God damn, right? She she definitely deserves awards. Yeah, she's she, an amazing actress. I love Sersha. Um, Cynthia Revo, I haven't heard a whole lot about Harriet other than she's good, right? Uh, so I can't say much about that. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, if they both win, I would not be sad at all. No, no, definitely uh, not. Charlize Theron has been got, getting a lot of talk for Bombshell, but I think just overall, Bombshell's not going to win much except maybe makeup. Right. Uh, Saoirse, I would love to see her win. I don't know if she won for Lady Bird or not. I don't know. But she deserved that for Lady Bird if she didn't. Um, but the Renee Zellweger for Judy is going to win this. Uh, she's unbelievable in the movie, so... Absolutely. So yeah, this one's one of those that there's a clear front runner, like way above everyone else. I think Scott Johansson might steal it, but I wouldn't really hold your breath on it. So, but yeah, that's actress in a leading role. All right. Little surprise that Aquafina didn't get a nomination for uh, Farewell. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about the movie. I haven't seen the yeah, movie. It is a, and it is a phenomenal movie. It, yeah. From what I understand, everything I've heard says that you need to bring a box of tissues with this with you for this. Yeah, film. yeah. The last half of that movie is that whole concept of the movie of not telling your grandmother she's dying. You just know that it's not going to end as happy as you think. So right, but it, it is a really, really well done movie. Wish it got a nomination, but it was completely snubbed. So fair. Uh, anyway, for leading actress, uh, Judy. Scar Johansson maybe steals it. For Judy? Renee Zellweger yes for Judy. Scarlett Johansson maybe steals it. Right. I would like to see Scarlett Johansson get it. Yeah. I would like to see Scarlett Johansson win both, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, that would be interesting to see. I don't know if it's ever been done before where somebody's won... For both supporting and lead uh, in the same year. No one's ever won for both, but they've been nominated. So I'd it'd be interesting to see her win for both, because that would be a yeah. year of firsts. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I doubt it. Doubt it, but, but yeah. We'll Alright. Moving on to performance by an actor in a leading role. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Not surprising. Not surprising. 
DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Again, not surprising. It. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. 100% not surprised. Not surprised it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, your frontrunner. Yep. And Jonathan Price for Two Popes. Yes! Both of them got nominations and the script got a nomination. So That makes me incredibly happy. Uh, the big, obvious snub, no De Niro for... But both of the supporting actors got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Also, because James might listen to this, no Brad Pitt for Ed Astra. Yeah. Again, we've been kind of calling that for months now that it won't get a nomination. Too subtle. Mm -hmm. But even though I would have loved to have seen Tommy Lee Jones get it for supporting. Oh, yeah. In that movie for Ad Astra. And then. Yeah, but what do you take out of the ones that are nominated? That's the biggest question is. 100 percent This is such yeah. a stacked category. It the, is. All of the acting categories are really, really powerful. This take year. out either Pesci or Pacino. Yeah. I would personally I'd take out Pesci. I think Pacino is the better supporting actor in that. But, but what are you gonna do? And then for leading role. For leading role, I mean there's five and all five of them are solid. Jonathan Price out of all of these is the weakest, but I think he's amazing yeah. as a Pope Francis. hundred percent. So he did um, a fantastic job. I do still have to watch Pain and Glory. I want Same to watch here. it. I think it's out in theaters still. It is. Um, so I want to catch that before it disappears. So, so. anyway, performance, lead lead actor performance. Uh, most likely this is going to Joaquin Phoenix. He's most likely. Runner. Uh, Adam Driver, I would yeah. love to see. I would and love to see Adam Driver win. I would love to see my boy DiCaprio take it, but I think that he's going to be lost between lost behind driver and Phoenix. Yeah. I would love to see Jonathan Price and Tony Banderas or DiCaprio, but it's really between Joaquin Phoenix and Adam driver. And I think just overall Joaquin Phoenix's performance was the tentpole of the movie. I think it probably the only, only Oscar the Joker wins. Yeah. Even though it has the most nominations with 11 nominations, I think this is the only one it actually wins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the only one it wins, and I wouldn't be terribly upset if it's the only one that wins. Yeah, I I wasn't a huge fan of Joker, but I think he was great. Yeah, I think he did a fantastic job. I've always been a fan of Joaquin Phoenix, so... Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if the Academy's going to want to give another Oscar to someone who played Joker. Heath Ledger got it. I understand for Dark Knight. I don't know if Joaquin Phoenix is going to get it as well, which I understand. And this is a much different take on that role. Yeah, but it's still the state. It's still. Yeah. Yeah. Achievement in directing. Best director. You'll notice right away. One, no African-American directors. Everyone seems annoyed about that. And no female directors. But. Here they are. Martin Scorsese for The Irishman. Todd Phillips for Joker, which was a little surprising, but okay. I mean, it's Not my the pick, Joker, but, but... Sam Mendes for 1917. Yes. Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. From what I've heard, yes. <laughs> uh, I will say I wanted Bong Joon-ho to get recognition since I saw The Host back in like 2000. Three, four, five, whenever that was. Okay. I absolutely loved that film. I loved Snowpiercer. I loved, I believe it was Memories of Murder. I've loved every movie that Bong Joon Ho has made. And Parasite getting him an Oscar nomination. Hell yes. I am so excited for um, Parasite. He is up against some hard, hard uh, competition. Scorsese, probably not. No, I mean, if he gets it, sure, but then. 
I feel that a lot of people are just going to say, well, it's Scorsese. Of course he won. Yeah, Scorsese and Tarantino are the two that they'll be like, oh, here's your, here's your Oscar. Right. Todd Phillips is kind of the oddball out here. Yeah. I I mean, the movie was okay. It wasn't my favorite. I The more I've thought about it since I've seen the movie, the lower it goes down in my ratings. Yeah, I would have preferred either Greta Gerwig or Lulu Wang. Yeah, 100%. Particularly Lulu Wang for, a, for Farewell. I would have also accepted something like Ryan Johnson for Knives Out. Right. Or like, there's a whole bunch of other ones. The director of Ford v. Ferrari would have been cool. Taika Waititi for Judge Rabbit. But, or Noah Baumbach for Marriage Story. Yes. Those are the ones that I think could have got it. Todd Phillips for Joker. A little surprising. Cool. Um, I don't think he'll win it. I think it's ultimately between Sam Mendes and Bong Joon-ho. Yeah. And as much as I thought Sam Mendes did an amazing job in 1917, I think after kind of recollecting and thinking about it, I think I still prefer Parasite to 1917. I think overall, the subtleness of the movie, the production design, the cinematography, the acting, the writing of Parasite is a step above 1917. 1917 has amazing visuals, amazing concept but I think it's going to fall flat to Parasite. Okay. So, also, Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> so, who's one of my favorite directors, and I've been championing, 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 championing him for years. So. Yeah, and I can understand where you're coming from with Bong Joon-ho. However, if Sam Mendes won, I would be incredibly yeah, happy I, as well. So I'd be disappointed for Bong Joon-ho, but I would not be disappointed overall if Sam Mendes won. Right. So so that leads to our best picture. There are anywhere between five and ten nominees. This year, there are nine nominees. We've never had ten. So first up, Ford v. Ferrari. Cool. Awesome. Right. The Irishman. Not surprised. Jojo Rabbit. Yay. Cool. Awesome. Super excited for that. Joker. Not surprised. Right. Little Women. Ooh, All right. Kind of surprised. Little surprised. Not super surprised. No. Marriage Story. Definitely not surprised about that. 1917. 100% not surprised. Fun time in Hollywood. Again, not surprised. Parasite. Parasites. Definitely not surprised about that at all. Yeah. Uh, The last four on that list. Yeah, the last four are the front runners. Yeah, I can 100% say I'm not surprised about it in the slightest. A little surprised to see Little Women, Joker, and Jojo Rabbit, but considering how much love Joker's gotten overall. Right. And I... Ferrari is the one that stands out to me as like... Kind of quiet up until, hey, by the way, Oscar nom- or Best Picture nomination. Yeah. So. I, I heard that it was a good movie, but I haven't heard anybody say that movie is the movie that's going to be the best one of the year. Yeah. Kind of like Green Book last year. There was like yeah. everyone was talking about Roma and then Green Book won. It's like oh. Green Book was fantastic. I, I loved Green Book, but Roma, like everyone was talking about Roma going into it and then it didn't win. So yeah. I think the same thing's going to happen to Parasite. I hate that. I hate that it's like everyone's talking about how great Parasite is and it gets the foreign language. It gets a bunch of things and then it doesn't. It gets best director, but it does not get best picture. Uh, I hope it gets best picture. I'm champ. I am Parasite all the way for my what I think should get best picture of the year. Again, having not seen Parasite, I have to go with what I have seen. And I would love to see Marriage Story or 1917 take it. Those are my two front runners. 
with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood coming in third and then JoJo coming in fourth. Mine uh, are Parasite first, 1917 second, uh, Marriage Story third, JoJo fourth, Ford v. Ferrari, then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Joker's at the bottom of the list. Yeah, to me, Joker, like Joker and Little Women, I can't really judge Little Women. It's the only one I haven't seen. Um, Joker is at the bottom of my list of all the movies that I've seen. And I've seen five out of the nine. So, sorry. This is, so far, at nominations, this is the most I've seen going into the nominations. So, last year, I think I saw like five out of nine or whatever. But this year, yeah, I actually was able to catch eight out of nine so yeah so that's uh the oscars yeah um, i'm excited they're, um, i believe they're beginning of the month um they're february 9th at 8 p.m 5 p.m pacific on uh, abc cool and that uh, will be a uh, sunday yeah so. so most likely we'll record either right before that and you know say hey this one and be completely off or right. we'll do a recording right after right we'll find out uh hopefully we can all see the oscars at the same time that would be nice get james to watch the oscars Ugh. yeah i mean he might show up if there's food we can we can make food and make james show up yeah awesome let's do it right maybe we can get some alcohol from someone that's a bartender just saying yeah anyway uh, to our friend out there who might may or may not listen to us every once in a yeah. while. Yeah, friend out there that was on the show once. Right, um, for a while. We want alcohol when we're watching the, the Oscars. Yeah. Drinking so. time. So yeah, that's the, the nominations. Um, we'll be doing some various uh, kind of lead up to the Oscars over the next month. Um, most likely we'll be catching up on Oscar films. I have to, I have to watch Little Women. Yeah. Um, I have a bunch of these that I have to catch, but I want to watch. Uh, I lost my body. I definitely want to see Ford v Ferrari and Little Women. I'm not going to be broken up if I don't catch The Irishman. Yeah, hundred percent uh, want to see Parasite. I I do want to catch Bombshell. I want to fully watch Judy, and I want to find Harriet. And I kind of want to see all the acting, the director, and the Best Picture nominees. Um, documentaries I probably won't waste my time with and I probably won't get around to watching all the uh, shorts. Alright, before we wrap up, are there any like obvious snubs that just were completely overlooked? Other than Farewell, obviously. I mean, yeah, Farewell. Uh, I'm a little surprised Uncut Gems didn't get anything. Yeah, uh, as much buzz as I've heard about that. Or Adam Sandler as an actor, but the actor category is really busy. Yeah, I mean, even for writing, I could I could see something. Yeah, I don't know, having not seen the movie, and I really want to, uh, what the cinematography is like, or costuming, or anything like that. At least writing, though, from what I understand, is fantastic. Yeah. So I mean, I'm surprised that didn't get something. Yeah. Again, uh, animated. I'm surprised Frozen Two didn't get something. Yeah, I'm surprised Frozen Two didn't, but I'm not all that sad about it. Same thing with Farewell. I'm really surprised yeah. nothing came out of that, having not seen it, but heard amazing things about it from yeah. the beginning. I'm a little surprised that uh, They Shall Not Grow Old didn't get a documentary nomination. Yeah. I could see where it's more of, it's less of a documentary and more of like a, a recollection of previous events. But that's just yeah. because of the editing style that was done for it, considering that the entire film was. 
just taken from old footage and uh, interviews and things like, and letters and stuff like that, that have taken place with uh, veterans of the war. So, I mean, I, I think what it comes down to is the editing kind of took itself, took it out of the picture for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm um, a little surprised that uh, Rocket Man didn't get a costume design nomination. Yeah. And Taron Edgerton didn't get a um, nomination as Elton John. Yeah, that was, considering, again, that Bohemian Rhapsody did so well the year before yeah. and got so much love, and to see Rocket Man get nothing. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Um, yeah. Dol- the other one that surprised me is Dolomite Is My Name. Didn't get a single nomination. The Eddie Murphy. Movie. That was on a lot of lists for predictions for nominations. Yeah, it was always like right on the bubble, though. So yeah. The fact that it got nothing. Yeah, again, a little surprising, but at the same time, I kind of understand it. Have, again, I haven't seen the film. Heard good things, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. Same I'm here. intrigued. I'll probably catch it, but yeah. uh, Jennifer Lo- or Jennifer Lopez not getting a nomination for Hustlers. It was on everyone's predictions. Yeah. She was good. Uh, the movie was decent, but I, th- I feel like she just wasn't, wasn't amazing. She was and- like... When the movie yeah. came out, there was a lot of buzz going on around the film. Yeah, it enough is that very well done. People who I would never expect to go see the film were going to see the film. Yeah, and again, having worked at a theater, knowing the general demographics of people who go to see certain films, this had the uh, older demographic going to see this. Yeah. So the people who are and their senior who are seniors were a lot of them were going to see this, which I was really unexpected to see. Just because it was so far out of their norm. It's a movie about strippers. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it reminds me of strippers hearing yeah. about uh the movie Striptease when it first came out. Uh-huh. Everybody was a buzz about that film and people who again weren't really going to, you know to yeah. see that type of film we're going to see it uh, it's a movie about strippers that roofie men and then steal their credit cards yeah and oh it is a really good movie uh it's just one that after watching jojo rabbit and 1917 and lighthouse and all these it's like hmm okay uh a little surprised that will or willem dafoe and robert pattinson didn't, didn't get something for, yeah uh lighthouse but or the score for lighthouse uh but I'm okay with that. That's yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, overall pretty good crop. Uh, farewells to me, the biggest kind of snub of the year. I fully agree. And I'm also surprised that, uh, Ad Astra could have used a little bit more. I, I, yeah. Ad Astra could have used love. And then I'm surprised that again, parasite didn't get something for score as well. Yeah. I, I'm kind of okay with that. The score was a little bit more, quiet and somber compared to some of the others yeah, so. and then if i'm not mistaken glass came out this year too glass had a good score but the rest of the movie was kind of a train wreck even so i'm surprised i didn't get at least something for score maybe maybe uh i love the score but i don't think it i don't think it deserves it over the other um, nominees so. that's fair yeah so that's that uh any last minute things you'd like to say before we sign off for the night uh, just that with this year's nominations, 
there were some major surprises that I was excited to see. Overall, I think it's going to be a really good year for awards this year. And I really, I really think everything fit rather well within their categories, even though there were a few that I would have loved to have seen some more love for. This was, I think they did a really good job this year. Yeah. I think they really did. So good job people who do the nominee nominations for these films on not providing with providing us with a train wreck for nominations this yeah. year. So thank you. And also to great job on avoiding random controversy. Well, except for the fact that you have no female directors. And I mean, yeah, but I, the Oscars so white are coming back <laughs> too. So yeah, but yeah. Again, when it comes to something like that, I, I don't think it should come down to whether you're male, female, black, white, Asian, Indian, whatever. It doesn't matter. What I think it comes down to is is what fits best. And I think this year they, they fit that yeah. role well of what fits best instead of trying to play to some PC thing that we're trying to do with our culture. Yeah, none of them felt like, uh, let's just give them the nomination to say that we gave a nomination. Right. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully they don't do a La La Land Moonlight problem this year and <sighs> right. keep it on track this year. So. Yeah, so please, people who are presenting, make sure you read. It's fundamental. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with a breakdown of what we've seen. Uh, most of them will be Oscar movies. Yep. I know James has seen a few Oscars as well. Yeah, and uh, go see more movies. Go out there, check out these films if you haven't seen them. Give them some love. Yep. Uh, Parasite will be out by the time you listen to this, so cool. Yes, and as always, if you like us, give us five stars, comment, you know, give us some love. Let us know what you're thinking if you want to see or hear us talk about something uh if we haven't or if you'd like to tell us what your thoughts are please do so in the comment section of our facebook page uh and uh go see more movies yeah yep and that's it uh see you next week take care